Hey everybody, welcome to Thrunches Podcast. This is Eric Stahl. And I'm Daryl Scott. Welcome to the auto podcast that you deserve. On this episode of Throne Wrenches, Uber wants a car. Would you drive it? Our Renault. And Nissan finally over Carlos. Will Jeremy Clarkson ever work again? All that and more on this edition of Throwing Wrenches. I think you're getting funkier on that guitar every episode. Yeah, nice drumming. Uh, you, yeah, you thank play you. a mean thank trap you. set, yeah, my friend. You know, you know. Did you take lessons? No, but I, I idolized the romantics and what I like about you. I always wanted to sing and drum at the same time. You know what? They actually, that, that's still a good track. <laughs> that's still a good track. Played at every home baseball game ever. Oh, yeah, I could see that. What I like about you. You will be tight. Between that and the uh, John Fogarty. Center Put field. me in, coach. Yeah. <laughs> They're making tons of money just in the baseball scheme. Uh, okay. All right. We scheme. didn't talk enough about music on the pre-show, so we're going to make it up <laughs> in the regular show. Maybe. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, to join in the fun of the show, always send us an email, info at throwingwrenches.com, or post review on iTunes. Daryl, you're not going to believe it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do we're we actually gonna, have... not going to believe it. Do we actually have some, we... some good news there? If you could ever hit the button. There we go. Thank you. We nice. have a review. Uh, we, we, have... May, we may have two. Oh. Oh, really? God. No, wait. That's the right one. It says, ooh, reaction, not, not, oh. Sometimes I wonder why you're not in professional radio anymore. Well, I have, it's, it's, I'll do better next time. <laughs> hey, if you don't know my co-host, Daryl Scott, well, are you ready for car season? If you know my co-host, you had better be bringing your A game because his garage is full of beauties dying to be shown. He's always got me beat. Do you have game to go against the Daryl Scott? Oh, wow. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're thank welcome. You. Yeah, there we go. Uh, very, very kind of you. Kind words there. I'm going to reciprocate. Oh, here, thank, you. thank you. You John. know, if my co-host isn't talking about cars or politics, he's talking about food and beverages. These mm. are all things in which he's passionate about. It just depends on the day. Perhaps he could combine all of his passions by becoming the driver of the next generation Oscar <laughs> Mayer Wiener Mobile. They're actually hiring drivers. That is a true story. But I think you have to be a recent college grad. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. You'd, you'd look I'd down. go back to college just so yeah. I could get it done. I could Photoshop your ID. Yeah. Uh, he is away with B O L O G N A. He's Mr. <laughs> Eric Stahl. I wonder if I could George Santos my way into that. You might. <laughs> Just embellish your resume. Exactly. What would you have to major in as a know. recent college grad to drive the Wiener Mobile? I, I think I think my son's going to college it. Uh, you know what, Aiden? He could definitely pull that gig off. How sweet would that be? That though? would be awesome. Just drive around the country and Instagram your way across. Yeah. <laughs> drive this like motorhome chassis with a. You know what though? The Wiener Mobile is still cool. Have you seen locally? Have you seen it in the last couple of years? I've seen it on the interstate, mm-hmm. and for some reason, I, I I don't know if it was around here or not, but it seems like you'll catch out of the corner of your eye like it's driving around some somewhere locally. There must be a hundred of these things on the road, right? I think there's, yeah, there's probably like a dozen a, or two. A wiener fleet? A wiener <laughs> fleet of wieners. No, uh, the, the funny part about those is I think they're built on like a Chevy 
commercial chassis. Oh, of course. So they've got like a, you know, like an LS motor and stuff. Wouldn't it be fun to just like build a hot rod <laughs> twin turbo 62 LS? Wouldn't it be fun to take it like to the drag strip, you know, <laughs> find find an old one and just <laughs> smoke show. Just do burnouts. Smoked wieners. And just hand yeah, out like yeah. yeah, the little smokies. That'd be great. <laughs> These are the things we say and it never makes the uh, the, the no. final show, but it, it's going to make this one. No, this is the type of stuff that makes our sponsors proud, like Fort's Toyota Pekin, still there in North Pekin, Illinois. You can find them on the web at www.toyota-pekin.com. They say they're 15 minutes from anywhere in the Tri-County area, and you know what? They're pretty close, especially in the Supra. We have cars coming in. I tell you what, yep. t- today, Daryl, I was even getting my MRI, and, I, and I, the MRI tech said, you got any of those new crowns in yet? Like, seriously? People are asking about the crowns. Asking me, just because the shirt I was wearing, you know, that he was interested in the crown. So that's pretty cool. So, yeah, the crown is going to land any time. We've had uh, the the GR Corolla. I don't know what the story is on that, if we're going to get one or not. I hope so. I've actually had people ask me, hey, uh, does Forts have any GR Corollas? I know. And we're the dealership to get it, right? I think that's the way the uh, Forts have been petitioned to Toyota. Yeah. Uh, TRD Pro Tundras. We've got a couple of those coming in. And uh, inventories land every day. And we got some cool Corolla all-wheel drives lately. All-wheel drive hybrids. So Perfect. And the reason I know all this, folks, is because I work at Forts Toyota Beacon. If you don't know. I'm the service manager there. So uh, great stuff coming in at Forts Toyota. Like I said, you can find them on the web. Talk to your favorite salesperson anytime about the new inventory coming in daily. Or you can always stop by the website and check it out live for yourself. Absolutely. We'd also like to give a quick shout-out to our Patreon supporters. These are the unsung heroes who help us bring you these these episodes commercial-free, except for, of course, our little jingle here. But uh, your support here, the Patreon supporters, we uh, we couldn't do it without you. And hopefully we're going to get some of these... uh, (laughs) Eric made some really cool air fresheners. <laughs> I did not run that past the administrative uh, function of throwing wrenches. No, so. uh, I like them. Okay. They smell like crisp, clean linen, yep. uh, which I don't know what that smells like. But I, I'm going to put this in my car. Poor Sarah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, they, look, they look pretty slick. And we will get some T-shirts out to you as well. So yes. there are benefits, folks, to being a Patreon supporter. Just saying. Well, not only that, but you get an extra episode with every episode of Throwing Wrenches Podcast if you're a Patreon subscriber. Right. So. It's like when Burger King used to do the two for two for two dollar Whoppers, which they don't do anymore. It's like you're getting that extra Whopper. Yeah. Yes. Which everybody in this country needs because we're so fit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who the hell doesn't want an extra Whopper, man? I mean, you can even give it to a homeless guy. It could be like one of those stupid videos now that you're seeing all over Facebook. Where oh, like the gratitude? Yes. Yes. Give me a break. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm just gonna. I'm gonna do this simple act of kindness yes. while my friend films me being kind, yeah, and exactly. then I share it with the world. Yeah, dude, dude. Here's a can of food. Oh yeah, here's a sleeping bag. Yeah, I saw one with. Hey, the, here's an episode of Throwing Rich's podcast. <laughs> here's an air freshener. <laughs> you see the one with the guy giving um, <clears throat> marijuana to the mm. homeless folks in California? No, I mean yeah, that was a thing. I mean that sounds kind of expensive, actually. I think a sleeping bag's probably cheaper. I it just. <laughs> I had all kinds of questions after watching that. This is why. TikTok is the best slash worst thing ever invented. Yes. Uh, and you can always find Daryl Scott on TikTok at Throwing Wrenches. Thanks. Thanks. And you can always find Eric at Planet Salt. <laughs> so just the two can play that game. Anyways, <laughs> while we're not filming each other being stupid on TikTok, uh, what what else is going on in the world of Eric Stahl and Daryl Scott? Well, I mean, Daryl, we talked about this. We have some reviews. Oh, Oh, how did you how did you rush right over that? I mean, I'd like to thank Arrow for typing this one in here. It's my it's my laptop. Great show. The guys, Eric and Daryl, put a fresh twist on automotive news and information. Always good for a laugh too. Keep up the good work. Oh well, you know what? I will actually I'll throw that. Thank you. Well, you hit the right button. How do you like that? Yeah. 
So yeah, crowd loves us. All right. Do you want to read the review from South Hill Customs? Yeah, here? we actually did get this one. This came in. It was the first review of 2023. Oh, yeah. So Joe at South Hill Customs. I'm a Google Podcast user, but acquired an <laughs> iPad to leave a review here for Eric and Daryl. That is... I mean, that's that's worth something right there. That's pretty good. Yeah, he needs that's an extra pretty, sticker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to mail him a couple. Um, I love to hear what grinds your gears each episode or what Elon has done lately to make you crazy. He's been up to some stuff. Uh, great job, guys. I've got a spot on my 67 VW bus just waiting for a sticker. Awesome. So truly, truly appreciate that. And uh, here we go. Oh, wait. Oh, it says play mode. What are you going to play? California Dreaming or something? No, I was going to play something cool. <laughs> okay, so hotkeys don't work now? Oh, wait. No, i got to hit. There we go. There we go. That's golf clap. Yeah. That's what that's called. I like it. I like it. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, check out South Hill Customs, by the way. Nice little Facebook group there, and he does have... He's got a gram, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, he's okay. also on the on the gram. Yeah. Really cool stuff, especially if you like air-cooled split-window Volkswagen buses or anything cool. I think, uh, yeah, him and Matt Shepard would probably love each other then. Or Derek, Derek Johnson. Yeah, there you go. Uh, lots of... Derek uh, Johnson like Volkswagens? No way. No. <laughs> he might know a thing or two about them. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to seeing his latest creation, too. That looks like that's coming to fruition. By the way... Uh, shout out to Derek Johnson and others who just build stuff and get things done. Uh, Jason Sack, our, our friend from yeah. Down Under, just I think he's built seven cars since we started the show. Since we started the show, and yeah. I've got like none. I've got nothing done. I've taken stuff apart. You've acquired some stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like as far as projects, though, you know, there's some people that yeah. like you turn around and like, oh yeah, I decided to add an addition onto my house, and I got bored, so I built a garage. I mean, we're talking about this since we started the show. I mean, I've, I've renovated this basement. Uh, you know, yeah. thing, things move on, but, uh, yeah, they do. I mean, obviously a guy like you with, you know, nothing going on at home at night should probably get a lot more done than me. I but should. You know. I really, <laughs> really should. What is wrong with me? I just sit on the couch Ouch. and watch the prices right. <laughs> mm, anyway. All right. Let's move along. Thanks for listening, everybody. Speaking th- of projects. Yeah. Thanks for sharing and thanks for commenting and thanks for reviewing. Appreciate it. So mm-hmm. now the first segment of the show, Daryl Scott. Okay. Is Projects. Well, we we tried to bring this out. There's some pretty good special effects. We'll, we'll see if that works out. Did we spend? Not. Did we spend a lot of money on that? No, we did a long time ago, and okay. then we tried to drag that fifteen dollars back out. <laughs> <laughs> the Acme mixer uh, yeah. that we have. Uh, so, anyways, I, I, yes, projects. I don't have a lot of projects going on. I will tell you this, and uh, I mentioned it when you and I were offline. Uh, I did have my first meeting of the. Uh, Central Illinois Region SCCA here a couple, uh, last week. That's the Sports Car Club of America. Yes, for, if you're not if you're not in the know, hip and cool. Anyway, so th- uh, I'm still involved with those guys. I'm still on the board, and uh, we're planning this year's uh, meets. And we have got Pekin in the spring, and I think Pekin in the fall, and then uh, obviously the Caterpillar Mapleton parking lot some ter- somewhere in the summer. So fun stuff coming ahead for those guys. And uh, of course, they volunteer their time with car shows and stuff like that. So yeah. if you're interested, make sure you check out, I think it's cir-scca.org. You can look yeah. them up on Facebook too. They got uh, all yeah. kinds of stuff. If you just type in Central Illinois SCCA, you'll get links to it. But uh, the events will be posted here pretty soon. And uh, good group. We've got some new members in, on the uh, the board as far as younger blood, kind of bringing some stuff up. And uh, sure. you know, obviously the all the same guys are still involved, but it's nice to see youngsters coming up. I sound like Steve Stone there. I'm sorry. No, it's good. It, you <laughs> know Teaching what? Teaching you the, how to grip the bat. You know, teach <laughs> the youngsters. <laughs> there is something to be said though for cycling some new, uh, some fresh blood in. Yeah, no, because so it does. It's how you grow the hobby. That's how you grow interest, and yes. everybody else takes a turn. It's not fair for the same 
know, 10 people to run everything yep. because yep. they get burned out. No, so. and that's uh, – well, actually, we talked to Dean about that before, too. You know, Dean stepped away a little bit just to kind of see how things are going. So I'm interested to talk to Dean here in the coming season, see how things are going for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing got going on, so talking about the tires getting worn on Tree Hugger, you know, uh, mm. 2016 Forerunner TRD Pro comes with 265s. Uh, I'm trying to think if it's got Falcons on it or not, but uh, we're talking about going to 285s again. Really? And so Tree Hugger 1 had 285s, and I had general grabbers for that. But in order to do that on that Pro, I'm going to have to probably lift it just a scooch. So that's kind of where we're kind of going here towards the spring. Still factory suspension on yeah, it? Yeah, okay. I haven't touched it. So. It looks good. It sits up nice. It does. But, man, Tree Hugger 1 just had a stance. It did. Yeah. So Still does. Kind of looking forward to kind of getting the stance. on You know, because when you're driving a regular TRD Pro, you're like, all right, it's a cool truck. You see it. But when you like take it out to a car show or you kind of go through something and and you're sitting on the 285s and you have a little bit more lift a little more eyeball to it so there is something to be said for a subtle lift yes you know and i've I've seen that with uh with a lot of uh 4x4s where you just just a little just a touch i mean it doesn't need to be you know skyjacker type situation no i don't need like giant gaps you know like i don't need the thing like looking like it's sitting on you know like Q-tips, you know, literally like up in the air with little tiny wheels pushing up. Yeah. But uh, but no, I, I think it just needs a little bump. So like I said, tires are getting thin. I think we're about perfect time to do that. What would you do? Would you go with like a rough country? Or? What? Oh, the lift? Yeah. Um, Don't know. Toyota has a couple different options for factory Bilstein stuff. Of course, we love ARB, so we might do some old man Yimu. Um, just really have to see what the options are. Sure. Now, Jake, I think Jake, when he had taken his TRD Pro 4 runner and lifted it, he might have done all rough country. I'm not. I can't remember. Or he did Fox. I think he did rough country. Fox is another. Well, um, and you said rough country's actually picked up. As they far have quality. picked up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I'm, seen a lot of uh, coverage uh, people in the last few years, and I, I, there's a lot of Tundra stuff that I'm seeing dude, that I'm like, dang. We, that we got good. so wrapped up in Icon and all these, these other brands, you know, when they first came out, because there was a lot of companies that were specializing in Toyota trucks. Mm-hmm. But you know, milled aluminum. And you got to send it back to them to, to have them rebuilt, you know. Like bushings they, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it just starts turning into, do you want to leave your truck sitting on a lift for, for six weeks while they, they fix stuff, you know. If yeah. you're doing a DIY in, like, your own shop and you're yeah. at that pro level, yeah, cool. You can have something sit yeah. that long. If it's an average customer uh, who, dealer or, you know, yeah. takes your stuff in to get serviced, yeah. nobody wants to tie that no. up. No, no. So, yeah. so, yeah, probably do something like that that's already established, like probably a Bilstein. You know, probably an old man emu or something like that. So that way I can just, if it, if it fails, pop it off, put another one on, be done with it. So Truck still looks good. It's that beautiful cement color. Yeah. And it's just got, it's got a look to it. Um, is there a bunch of uh, PPR on there? Or PPF, like the film and the stuff? Hood, the hood has a PPF on it. Yeah, it, A little bit. There's a, like the front half. And that was that was factory standard. The only other thing that I did to it that I, because from my experience, Daryl, mm-hmm. driving those trucks, I put a flat rack on it because I had a, a tall ARB rack on my old truck. Fuel economy and the wind noise sucked hard, so I did a flat rack with a rhino rack. And then I did I did outboard lighting, but a very thin lighting. Yeah. I have these uh, yeah. these sponsons that are that are four wide but one high on the LEDs. I have four of those around the, the roof rack, and I have them angled off so that way for tree lights, basically, when we're, when we're night wheeling because I do that. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, so I think it's one of those things like, your first build is always like super aggressive because you're like, I want to take care of everything. I want to, you know, I just want to be able to, to do everything. But then after you do a couple of years of this stuff, and, and it's funny when you start thinking like, I've been doing this for almost a decade. 
Yeah. You start to learn what you actually need, what's necessary. So the flat rack with a with a jerry can holder if necessary, but the lights, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, rear lights, front lights, you know, I don't need. A, I'm not a man who needs a ton of stuff, but I know what I need, you know. And then the battery upgraded to the deep cycle. Uh, I think it's an Optima battery, like a like the red a, cap, the red top. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. What's nice about that is it it's got the look, but it doesn't scream like I've got all these extra goodies on here. Come, you know, steal something or break into me, whatever. Yeah. It's very low profile, but it's got the just the right stance, just the right look. I think uh, a mild lift kit on that thing would set it off really yeah, nice. I think it'd look nice. So. So that is about all I got going on, Daryl. You got man, look at the the red is just filled in here. You got all kinds of stuff going on. Nah, not too much. You, you, you're leaving one on the cutting room floor, though. Oh, do you not want to talk about that? <laughs> it says septic, and yeah, the, you know, it could go a couple different ways. You know, my life has has needed more adventure. So yeah. uh, when at Christmas time, when I had my son, my daughter, her boyfriend, uh, myself, my wife home, mm-hmm. uh, that toilet was just backing up in the basement. That was pretty great. And uh, did everything myself. Plunged, put all kinds of poison and chemicals down the thing. Uh, bought a, six, six bought a boxes water of Yeah, water barrier to try and you know, and uh, plunged it, and it still was just having problems. And finally called a plumber out, and he's like, "Oh, you got a crack pipe down there." So I'm like, "Okay, crack pipe. That's not big deal." And next thing you know, called Dave Burling and, and the Sun. That's a local septic place. There's only two in Tazewell County. It's either Litwiler. Or Burling. I don't know if that's the same thing in Pure, if there's a whole other company up there. But if you're in Tazewell County, there's two, guy, two guys to call. That's it. Yeah. So Dave Burling's been out of my house, I mean, literally till 6 o'clock at night. It's it's long past dark. Mm. Those guys with a little Kubota tractor working under my deck, and they dug the whole thing up. Basically, the end of the septic to the house, put new pipes in. Was it collapsed or something? Or yes. It was, uh, he said they put clay over Whoever had it before put clay over it and the the pipe was like smashed like a yeah it looked it almost looked like a usb-c charger <laughs> it's, it's oval shaped <laughs> exactly. i don't think i'm not a plumber but that's not normal yeah exactly so he pulled out and showed me it, it looked terrible um well it's funny you mentioned that because that was around holidays right yeah like i said it was around christmas started having the problem but so angel would run like the dishwasher and the washing machine at night and so those things with a, a half plugged up pipe it would just start backing up in the basement, and just like you're trying to find the logic every night. Like, why am I coming down in the morning? Yeah, and find the stuff backed up. Yeah, uh, my folks had something similar. And uh, if you just joined us, we're at Septic Talk. Septic Talk. Yeah. Um, yeah, my folks had something similar at Christmas, the day after Christmas. Everyone opened gifts, everything's great, and yeah. then hey, we're gonna make brunch, and and same thing. And <laughs> but theirs is from Old Cast Iron with the. What do you call it? It's not like when your arteries clog, but like the cast iron rusts from the inside and starts flaking off, and oh. big chunks like. This is gross. Uh, it's cr- chunks of rust, by the way. <laughs> Covered in poo. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, yeah, they have everything hydrojet. It was like mm-hmm. it was like way too much money. And, I, you know, I start going online and I'm looking. I'm like, well, that's uh, that's pretty cool. But there's also this whole other subculture of people that make videos on, like, cleaning storm drains and hydrojetting wow. stuff like that. I, didn't notice, I mean, the, obviously, the guy who found that my pipe was collapsed used a camera. The plumber came out first before Dave Berlin came out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he runs a camera down there. He can look through everything. He's yeah. got lights and LEDs. And just you know, and I was like, this plumbing bill is going to be unbelievable. I, all I could think was the technology the guy rolled in had to be thousands of dollars. Same thing. And I got my plumbing bill from the, for the first plumber came out and tried to auger it and all that stuff and killed some roots through there. It was 350 bucks. And with a service call where I live remotely, knowing he, he augered it first and he used a camera. Mm-hmm. 
Three fifty to me. Sound, I mean, I was like, okay, well, that doesn't sound half bad. So no, I figured, not at all. I figured they got to charge you at least a hundred to show up at your house, right? Yeah, it was a little. My folks paid a little more than that, but the same same thing. They a guy rolls in with like this four K camera yeah. and like LEDs and stuff, and 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 I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, we've advanced technology in so many different areas. What would what would you if you were like a plumber in like the 1920s, right? Just by feel, just twisting <laughs> it around, just like scraping, you know, just yeah, who knows. I don't know. The dowsing rod tells me that uh you need a new yeah. sewer line. And when we were trying to find the septic at the old house, there was a guy with a dowsing rod, which is complete witchcraft BS. Oh, yeah. I mean, I he's like, "Yeah, I've had really good luck over the years with these dowsing rods." I'm like, "Really?" Seriously. I didn't know that was a thing until still, I was in high school. Ten years, I mean, that was ten years ago. Guys still walk around the backyard looking for my septic with a dowsing rod. Like a plumber went out there with a, with a, a beeping thing. Ground-penetrating like, yeah, sonar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they couldn't find it. You're going to use a dowsing rod? Okay. <laughs> Did he All find right. it? No. 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 <laughs> hey, you got the tractor and yeah, just dug yeah, up yeah, everything. Yeah, no. They found out that my old house didn't have a septic system. It basically went out into some kind of a, I don't know, I don't know what the hell it was. It was just like a trench. It must have been just filled Cistern with like, like 1,000 years of, of sewage. Crazy. It's insane. It is crazy. I don't know where it went. You know, My kids were probably playing in it down in the uh, <laughs> down in the ditch. <laughs> Around here, you just call it a creek, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's a creek. Yeah, it's a spring. It never dries up. <laughs> I wonder why. And it seems to smell like you know, all-temperature cheer detergent. A lot of corn kernels. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> anyway, right, let's so get let's away from this back. poop talk. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Septic Talk with Eric and Daryl. Hey, you put it in the document. I'm no, just, I'm no. Just you it. said I forgot to mention something. I'm just, I want to be thorough. I yeah. skipped over something earlier, so... Uh, no, I actually haven't been doing any plumbing work, thank goodness. Yes. Um, the only thing I did was I actually was up at my folks this weekend. My wife and I went up to help them pare down and get some old furniture out of their house after their sewer explosion, yeah. uh, which was fun. And uh, one of the things that I, I caught my eye was in my parents' garage. My parents have a uh, a newer, like a 2018 Ford Explorer Sport, a little turbo Ecotech or whatever. Your parents Eco-boost. have a Ford? Yeah, my mom, my, my mom and dad had, had Chevys and GMs their whole life. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that was allowed. Yeah. Okay, I'm shocked by this. This and is a revelation. Yeah, yeah, they went out years years ago and were looking for something to replace their Saturn View. <laughs> yeah, for obvious reasons. Yeah, but I mean, to to leave General Motors, maybe they were just so disgruntled by the departure of Saturn from the mothership that they decided to buy a Ford. I think there's a little bit of that. Okay, and then my dad had a Chevy uh, Trax. <laughs> he leased a Trax. He actually had two of them. Well, I need to look this up. I can't. Oh, my God. The worst. And I'm sorry. For those listening at home who are uh, GM apologists like me, yeah. I do appreciate yeah. most of the general's decisions. There's prior. a 2022 Chevy Trax. That doesn't possible. It's the last one. It's the last one they did. Okay. They're made in Korea, South Korea. Um, oh. Your, your parents had. Yeah, my dad had. He had a 2015 and a like a 2018, 2017. I don't so. know. That car's bigger than your dad. I mean, it's, I mean, I, Dude, he and I drove that thing. <laughs> Like a 1.3 turbo. We drove that thing to Florida. Yeah. And we had to... Here's... My dad and I are big guys. Yeah, you are. We had to stagger the seats. Like, I had to scoot my seat up (laughs) so that I didn't hit his shoulder and rub his shoulder for 1,200 miles. It was the worst. Absolute worst vehicle I have ever been in in my entire life. Did Buick make a model of this? I think they still do. Is the on is the Encore? Yes. Okay. So I had a customer, high garbage, bigger yes. guy, and his son was a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a, a resonance microphone or something built into the passenger side bolt, uh, floorboard. And so the son's leg, if it was resting up against the center console, yeah, would would block this this noise dampener thing. 
and then the car would get a feedback loop. You'd hear like, like a microphone, like a hot mic. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, garbage. Absolutely. I I drove that thing in a. We were going to go out to dinner, and there was like just a little ice on the road, and it was all wheel drive. <laughs> and we we backed out of my parents' driveway. The street was plowed. It wasn't even that bad. The thing rolled around like an ice skate. It was crab walking, and I'm like, nope. We just put right back in the driveway. I'm like, I'm done. Uh, so long story short. My parents kept their Saturn view when they bought this Explorer because my dad didn't want to let it go. You still have it? They have it? They have it. They paid to have the entire underside. There was some structural rust. They yeah, paid but... to have that plated and redone, new rocker panels put on the thing, touched up. It's insane. My dad's like, and they fixed the transmission in it. They're like, hey, it's still good. It still runs. I'm like, I don't, it shouldn't. Um, but long story short, they're never going to get rid of it until it honestly just blows up. But my dad got tired of driving this thing at night because the headlights are so oxidized sure. and they polished it. I polished, I buffed it. And I'm like, this thing's junk. He goes online, buys brand new headlight assemblies for both sides. Oh, very nice. And while I'm in the garage, we're getting rid of furniture and recycling all this crap. You find the two boxes? I find these two boxes and they're sitting on a shelf. And I'm like, what's that? He's like, oh, those are those new headlight assemblies. I'm going to put them in someday. I'm like, well, What was the postage date on them? Uh, he'd had them a while. Okay. I think he, <laughs> he's been sitting on them. And I thought, you know what? They got this thing fixed up a little bit. You know, new lease on life. They're trying to get probably another four years out of it. Right? Current registration? Oh, yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. And it is a nice presentable. And actually, the thing would probably drive to California tomorrow. It actually is a good running little thing. Uh, and not not a lot of people know this, but the motor that's in those, the V6, mm-hmm. the, the XR model, the, the, hot, the hot rod, it's actually a Honda V6. So what? the motor will actually, yes. Yeah, it's a... Weird little thing. It's actually an Opal design built in Mexico with a GM transmission and a Honda motor. Yeah. So the Honda motor is going to run forever. But anyways, uh, I took the liberty of putting new headlight assemblies in it and took the whole front end apart, broke all these little stupid plastic fasteners, those trim clips that are hard to take out. And I put the thing back together, shined it up a little bit, and I'm like, hey, it looks pretty good. It looks, I'll I'll show you some pictures here. Okay. Uh, But actually shined up pretty nice. And. So what I want to do this this spring is actually do want to buff the thing out, you know, polish it up, you know, treat it, treat it like a lady. Like yeah, yeah, just make make the thing look as good as it can. And my dad's like, like a fine lady, take so her out to dinner, give her some flowers, <laughs> <laughs> look at this take her to a show. It actually looks, you know, for uh, yeah. what it is, yeah. it I mean, ain't bad. Yeah, for one hundred and forty thousand miles so, on it. I mean, your parents—they uh, don't have a four-car garage, do they? No, it's a two-car garage. So, what sits outside? <coughs> well, they store the—they the <laughs> store the other car in the fleet, which is an eighty-six Chevy Cavalier RS convertible. Which I thought I thought they had another one of those. Um, the other Did, one was. Uh, didn't one just leave the coop? It 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 is now in my brother and okay. his wife's garage. So we're, okay, so where's the storage facility for the the elder Scots? Uh, it's 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 an offsite facility. Um, you guys have you inherited this thing? Not this, really. This this, this 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 problem. He was not my my dad was not this bad uh, until I started buying multiple cars. Oh, oh, you enabled him. He always he always he just had one old car. That okay. was it. Okay. And then I, I screwed that up for him. And looking back on it, you ever do something too where you like you look back at the stuff you did and you're like, Oh, that's where my parents went nuts. Not I, that my parents my parents yeah, are nuts. I had kids. That's what that's why my parents went nuts. Like a little bit. Yeah. Or like were. I remember thinking back in high school, like, oh, I was I was a total a hole jerk and that's what you know, it's like this line where they kinda yeah. things change. 
in college, I had three cars in my parents' house. In college. And I had another one in storage at a friend's barn. And, I mean, they they don't live rural. They're, no. they're in suburban. They're so. in suburban Chicago. And my dad was like... No, obviously no code, code enforcement in their subdivision. I did get a ticket one time. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> And that's where I'm like, I need to sell something. But no, I, I, I do feel bad. I, I feel bad for what I put my parents through when I was younger because... Oh, what a guy. They, they put up with a lot. And it was usually me buying stupid cars and leaving junky cars sit out front. So, sorry, Mom and Dad. Love you. So that's why I fixed their uh, their headlights and uh, got my booster back for the Cadillac, my brake booster. So that is uh, something that's on my list to do in the spring. Oh, yeah. And then I got a uh, – my old garage TV died, and my parents are getting rid of this 40-inch RCA TV. A tube? It's an old TV. <laughs> tube TV. They used it for like two years. Yeah. And then they got a flat screen, and it's been sitting in their basement. And the sad thing is my dad's kind of like me. A 40-inch tube. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was about 200 pounds. Because I think we had a 36-inch tube, which seemed like a monster at the time. Yeah. A 40-inch tube. There's recycling places that won't take it because it's too big. Yeah. And when <laughs> Like, what if I paid you? Um, so I, I said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move that into my garage. And uh, I, I, we did that last night. So I now have a 40-inch TV. So if you want to come over, and actually a friend of the show, long-time friend and supporter, Mr. Gabe Casey, who's also a frequent flyer, frequent guest, he goes, let me know. I'll bring my Nintendo over. Oh, because you it, can use the zapper. Yeah. Because it's a CRT. So we can play Duck Hunt. We can play, isn't there some skeet shooting game? Yeah. There's I think, some other, well, I like. I think it was all part of Duck Hunt, wasn't it? Was world-class track meet? There's some know. other game. And by the way, uh, this is Nintendo talk, if you yeah. just joined us. Uh, we'll move on to cars here in a minute. Yeah, new uh, 40-inch TV in the garage. Now, yeah. I mean, did you get the? here's what you should do. You should get, like, the, the half-inch sheet of plywood and then the, the chains and hang it from the rafters. Oh, yeah. So it's, like, above. And that way, when, you know, when a rafter gives out, it just, like, falls in the hood of one of your cars. But, yeah, that would be smart. Yeah. Actually, that was the big concern, uh, <laughs> trying to maneuver it over the hood of the Cadillac, because my wife's like, I don't think I can do this. Because it's, it's yeah, just her and me. Yeah, no, and I think they designed those so that there was, like, razor-sharp edges underneath them, so that way... It would, you, if you weren't wearing like metallic gloves, or you know, like uh, like chainmail, yeah, right? yeah, like shark, the shark-proof gloves, <laughs> the kind of gloves you see the guy at the at the buffet line carving the roast yeah, beef, yeah, the yeah. prime rib, yeah, he's wearing those gloves, yes, yeah, razor sharp molded plastic. It was great, great move, yes, bleeding Ugh. with your wife. That's even better when you do it with your wife. I love my wife, and I also in a couple of years it'll all sink into me too. I apologize to my wife in advance for what I've put her through. Oh, okay. Well, is, let's let's timestamp this episode. <laughs> on this date, Your Honor. Yeah, he apologized. That's so, what I'll do. I'll just save a little audio file, and I'll put it as a uh, reminder in my you know my Apple phone. That'd be nice. It'd be an iPhone, I guess. <laughs> my, my Apple, the Apple. I have an Apple. Uh, they they make phones. It's called an Apple phone. The Apple phone. Yeah. They should call it. Right. It sounds better. All right, I'm so stupid. Mm-mm. Are you ready for this, Daryl? I think is it is it time to get into the it's, show? It's time for the news. All right, been a while since we did that, right? Yeah, it has. All right, we talked about it. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but Nissan or Renault. Mm-hmm. They've had a little bit of problems since that guy named Carlos uh, took off. This is from Japan Today. Nissan and Renault are nearing historic rebalancing of their auto alliance, and a deal is likely to be announced in the coming weeks, a source close to talk said on Tuesday. The Japanese and French giants have been wrestling with reshaping their partnership for months, 
with discussions including the reduction of Renault's hefty 43.7% stake in Nissan. Hmm. Can you believe that? Every Nissan you buy, 43% is going over to Renault. That's crazy. Uh, the pair joined forces in 1999. They were later joined by Mitsubishi Motors, but the union has been contentious, particularly in recent years, probably because Mitsubishi doesn't do a whole lot. The source speaking on condition of anonymity said that Nissan's independent direction directors had given their green light to the deal, paving way for a historic agreement. Renault is expected to reduce its stake to Nissan to 15%, matching the size of the Japanese firm and the, the French partner. So it's a, it's a two-way type of deal. I think that uh, Renault never gets any play here in the United States. We don't even talk about Renault. No. No, but if you look worldwide, you know, you look at cars all over the world, Renault's got a little bit of market share. What what legs? I mean, French stuff's huge in Africa. (laughs) No, seriously, it is. (laughs) Renault, Citroën, um, what are the other ones? uh, First thing, when I typed in uh, Renault in Google, I get the Clio. Which is a subcompact. The, the cute little car. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they make the uh, E-Tech Hybrid. They make the new Mijane E-Tech Electric. The Zoe, the Twingo, the Clio. The, these names are all terrible. The Twingo. Okay? The, Captor, like the Captor. The Captor. The C-A-P-T-U-R. Captor. I mean, it sounds like that. that's a movie title. For, you know. Well, isn't that what? The Mijane. The Mijane RS. So I don't sporty. know. I guess. I mean, there was a time when WRC, like, you were no cars. You're like, all right, these things are totally badass. They're going to, you know, rock and roll. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, globally, though, they, I mean, much like Mitsubishi said to North America, yeah. they're not really interested in doing too much here. Yeah. Renault said that to us in the 80s. But that's also due to some partnerships and some financial stuff. They had a big stake with AMC and Chrysler. That's and right. AMC. Like, yeah, AMC was not a good partnership. I, maybe Renault doesn't know how to pick them, or maybe Nissan doesn't. Maybe well, no, let's let, let's not make fun of the French. Do we have a lot of French listeners? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I don't. I have to run the numbers, but um, interesting to see that 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 relationship kind of peter out a little bit. Yeah. Also from the Japan Times. While we're talking about Japan, right? This comes from Bloomberg. The father and son sentenced to serve time in the Japanese prison for smuggling Carlos Ghosn out of the country in a large musical equipment case were transferred to the U.S. a week ago. This story is actually from November. It was ending a chapter of the corporate saga involving the former chairman of Nissan Motor and Renault SA, Michael Taylor. He's uh, Michael Taylor, and he's a former Green Beret, and Peter Taylor. Not related to any of the Taylors and Duran Duran, by the way. No. Were in prison last year <laughs> after they pleaded guilty. <laughs> that was his first question I asked. Go on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> are, you, are you guys related to new, the New Wave group? Duran Duran's many Taylor siblings? Or perhaps Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement? No? Maybe. I mean, actually, yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. All right. Okay. All right, Carlos. Derailed, go. derailed. You got a derailed soundtrack? Uh, no, I need okay. to get one. They though. both pled guilty to helping the auto industry executive flee trial in 2019 and make his way to Beirut, where he's flipping croissants somewhere on the Mediterranean Sea. Yes, yes, yes. Go- Gon was arrested in Japan in 2018 on charges of... A- underreporting income on other corporate crimes, which he has denied. That's the dude that got smuggled out in a box. Yeah, well, it was a large musical case, as described in the article here. No, okay. It's been a long time coming, said Peter Taylor from Massachusetts, adding that he's been trying to regain some of the weight he's lost in prison. It feels great. It's difficult to put in words. 
Michael Taylor received a sentence of two years while Peter Taylor was ordered to serve 20 months in prison. After spending time in Japan, Ghosn was free on bail when he staged the escape. He also traveled to Osaka's airport on December 29th by bullet train. I wonder if Brad Pitt was involved with that. From there, he was rolled into a private jet that flew to Istanbul, where he switched planes and made his way to Beirut. The duo has apologized to prosecutors in Japan's justice system. Saying that helping Gone flee was a mistake, Michael T- Taylor has never denied his involvement in the escape. Speaking in court last year about how he organized and carried out the brazen operation, Peter's role is less clear. How about that, though? Uh, the fact that they 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 committed allegedly whatever. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, I mean, I mean, one of them admitted, so it's not allegedly this this whole thing. And then, what do you do after this? That's my my big question with all of these high profile. You probably cases. still have the ad in Soldier of Fortune, right? I mean, that, that's where he had to get. Pay. Well, yeah, day two, you come out of prison. You're like, okay, now what do I do for work? I'm still going to do this sort of thing because it turns out I'm good at it. Yeah. By the way, I think they're still recruiting people for uh, for Russian, you know, <laughs> Russian attacks. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just wonder what Ukraine. what the viable option are. There was a guy years ago, and he was at Indiana State Police State Trooper. Uh, pulled me over. I had one of the worst traffic stops of my life, and uh, aggressive. Got got a really 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 steep fine for improper lane usage. Oh. It, yeah. It was it was bad. It was. How a, are you using the lane? I, I decided at an intersection that I wasn't going to go in the turn lane. I was going to go straight. And when the light turned green for both, did the green. Oh, you raced out. I just pulled out yeah. and went straight across the intersection. And he was on me like I was smuggling a former <laughs> Nissan executive out of another country. It was it was aggressive. And his first lines when he pulled me over with my lovely bride in my Mustang. Uh Maybe in Baghdad they can do what they want, but here in America we have rules. <laughs> That's how. <laughs> Hi, officer. Hello, sir. Officer friendly. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a great guy. Um, later, found out about five years later, he was arrested for stealing uh, ammunition from the Indiana State Police Armory and selling it to like people on the street. Oh, nice. Yeah. So he got he got he left disgraced. I read, I read, a, I read a or I watched a Pez documentary like that the other day. So yeah. it's just messed up. But then years later, he started his own security firm. How do you keep tra- how do you know this guy? Did you keep track of his name because he bothered you that much? Yes. Okay. Because yes. I, I mean, honestly, I can't read the signature half the time. Oh, I followed up on it. Yeah. I followed I followed him probably as much as he followed some uh, other people. Um, Wow. He also used to, he pulled over a uh, candidate for for mayor uh, when we lived in Evansville, pulled over a city council guy. Oh, uh, this guy had a rep. Like DUI. Like he, he, he followed him, basically followed him from work to the bar and then pulled him over and he blew like a .081 or whatever and like, yeah, ruined his career. Oh, I thought they sent him home. Okay. Well, yeah, it was the whole thing. This is getting off topic. Yeah. But the, the point of the matter is. You're a stalker. I, <laughs> I'm a creep show. That's what I need everyone to understand out of this story. Yeah, don't ever mess with Daryl Scott because no. he will stalk you and he will celebrate and high five the day you fail. I did. I remember. <laughs> I remember exactly where I was when I read that story. But at the same time, though, like, what do you do when somebody does make a big mistake? As they admitted yeah. in this case, the Taylors. Uh, do they do they join another band and start playing? You know different tune or do they i don't think that they stop doing this type of stuff i mean this is become a a speaker i don't know how they were solicited for this job i mean obviously they they have a a a set of talents that made them you know desirable to carlos 
A very particular set of skills. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You knew where I was going with that. Yeah. So I have a musical case. Yeah. I will smuggle you anywhere. <laughs> so I don't know that they can... I mean, it's not like they're going to be like, you know... I think uh, we're going to start like a, a pet grooming business. Yeah, you know, I don't. I just don't see that in their future. They're going to probably do what they know, which I is pro- to open a Yankee candle store. Exactly. Yeah. I heard those franchises are good to get Popeyes. <laughs> no, probably won't happen. I wish them luck. I wish them. luck. I do because- too. I mean, I, I always wish people that uh, get out of jail to uh, to move on and do successful things with their lives. Meanwhile, what's going on with Carlos Ghosn? Uh You know, I didn't follow up on that. I I, haven't I heard do anything. believe that uh, he is still. In the uh, bullseye of some uh, governments, so we'll bring that up next episode, maybe. Yeah, uh, I think good. we need, I, we need to bring the uh, "Where in the World" theme song back. Yes, it's it's somewhere on the hard drive. Yes, here, it so is. Yeah, we'll get it up. we'll get it back. All right, so this is actually as big of an ego as Carlos Ghosn has. Mm. You have found an article that is possibly even bigger. Some say he's got the biggest ego of all time. Uh, Jeremy Clarkson has a terrible impression of him, but Amazon <laughs> says that they're likely to part ways with. None other than Clarkson. No! I know. And why is that? Well, it's... Make be- fun of Meghan Markle. Who cares? You can't make fun of Harry and Meghan and expect to continue hosting the Grand Tour, right? All right. Well, maybe you can. Amazon Prime Video is likely parting ways with Clarkson mere weeks. I love I, I love the tabloids. Yeah. Mere weeks after his comments about Meghan Markle were published in the British tabloid, The Sun. Sources tell Variety that the streaming service will not be working with Clarkson beyond seasons of the Grand Tour and Clarkson's Farm, which, by the way, thanks for turning me on to that. Great, Great show. show. Yeah. Great show. Um, I have some bee juice upstairs. You want to try it? Bee juice. Uh, they've already uh, been commissioned, so they've already been filmed and they're done. But it means the notorious Top Gear presenter won't likely be appearing in any new shows beyond 2024. Uh, Prime Video is already a number of those shows are in the works. And um, uh, some of those are going to go ahead. But the decision effectively means Clarkson's Farm will go, will end in season three. That is expected here in 2024. And it means that motoring, <laughs> the, that motoring format, the Grand Tour, this is definitely not. Uh, Your best work? Not, no, it's, <laughs> it's just written funny. I should have pre-read Well, it. it's British. Yeah, you have um, to read with an accent. I think it comes off smoother. It means the motoring format, the Grand Tour, one of Prime Video's biggest shows, will also come to an end. Blah, 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 blah. In a lengthy statement posted on his official Instagram on Monday oh. afternoon, Clarkson says, I'm really sorry. All the way from the balls of my feet to the follicles of my head. Uh, this is me putting my hands up. It's a mea culpa with bells on. The extensive apology comes from his December remarks in which Clarkson suggested Meghan Markle be made to, quote, parade naked through Britain while people throw lumps of excrement at her. I don't think he likes her. Is well, that, but that okay. So I read into that a little bit further. That's uh, basically a Game of Thrones reference. He had, uh, yes, he didn't write that himself. I mean, he made he wrote that, but he basically stole that as an idea from another TV show. I what I don't get because I watch the uh, the Royals thing or whatever that you're you're all about that. No, I'm not all about it. Just but, interesting. Yeah, but Ange and I were home alone for a week, and uh, and I I've noticed it as the winter months kick in, and we. We find ourselves with nothing to do. We we binge watch shows. So that sure. that show came out on Netflix, and then they they released like all the episodes after a couple of weeks. So we just like watched them all in one fell swoop. But it seems to me that Harry and Meghan are always complaining that the media mm-hmm. is all against them, mm-hmm. and so Clarkson basically falls into whatever they're saying. And actually, Clarkson is even is he isn't even like in the palace, like 
doing the, the backhanded stuff, like giving out information. He just makes some public remarks. And he gets punished more than anybody else has ever gotten punished, as far as I'm concerned. Well, he's also no stranger to controversy. No, or no, you're controversy, right. Controversy, as yeah. they say. But, but he likes to put himself in those situations. And what's funny is that everybody's talking about him. Yeah. And that's what's... I mean, you could just ignore the angry the angry conservative man and he'll go away. Yeah. But we don't. We want to jump on anything he says that's controversial. Um, you know, and he's got a history of doing that in the yeah. press and, you know, in his personal life and whatever. And there's this whole thing too, there's this whole subplot where it's like, oh, the only reason he issued a formal apology and I guess he wrote like a, a, a wrote Harry a letter like man to man kind of thing and you know, I'm sorry I yeah. did what I did. Uh, and they said, "Oh, well, he's only doing that so he can continue to sell his Hoxton Lager, his beer." Well, whatever. I, you know what? <laughs> it doesn't he, matter. He's gonna be pop. He's gonna be popular there, no matter what. And uh, he's one of those guys that says what people think. Yeah, yeah. And but I, but but if you, they're all getting old. Every one of those guys in the Grand Tour is getting old. I'll give you that. And as I've watched the last couple episodes, and Jeremy has no physique whatsoever. His, <laughs> his, you know, his legs are toothpicks, and he's got a big belly. And I, even as I watch him in some of the cars, and I see him like red face. He's doing stuff. I'm like, he he might actually be unattractive to an audience at this point. As far as he's not, he has quips. He's funny. Yeah, and they and they do just like horrible things to each other. But it's. I think it's only because you, you've known them for the last 20 years that you can pile on and, and love this. I don't know that anybody can take a fresh look at that and be like, who are these three guys who kind of enjoy screwing with each other? You think the, the, the star is fading or it's I not think, attracting I, I think it is. I, I think it, I think the farm show was probably the best thing he'd done in a long time because... It's great. Yeah. It's it's a different take. He doesn't He doesn't make sense in a fast car going, oh, yeah, that's the power. power. That's just, yeah, you know... <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't ring the same way it did twenty years ago. Uh, yeah, there, I, I see what you're saying. I, I completely agree. him chasing sheep, and his wife yelling at him about the shop. Yeah, makes more sense because it's almost like all right, he's done with his day job and now he's retired to the farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I think that show's great. But I, I, I love, you know, uh, what the, uh, they're all phallic names. You know, the 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 boat, right. the, the seaman. And uh, whatever the last one, you know, the ice one. I mean, they're good shows, but they're not like the old Top Gear shows. They're not just – the production's great. Still very, very It's good. unbelievable. Whoever those people are that – I mean, they they could produce anything. Yeah. I, I don't care. If it's a Westminster Kennel Club, I'm going to watch – I'm going to watch that dog show. holy crap. You know, these guys are amazing. But So they can make anything look good, the production. But I don't know. I – if they never did another Grand Tour show again, mm-hmm. I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. And I love those guys. I do, too. And th- there is something to be said. It's 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 like candy, right? It's yeah. like, you, you know, you, you watch one of those, and it just it just hits all the right, checks all yeah. the right boxes. Yeah. But I also feel like, is this one of those, and I, and I don't want to get into politics, is this one of those, another uh, example of... Oh, you think that there's some... Uh, cancel culture type stuff where it's like you can't say anything that's modestly offensive. That's That seems crazy to me because, like I said, those guys, uh, you know, Harry and Megan were complaining that nobody ever gets punished. You know, and For him to get run down, maybe. I guess there's something to be said for that. I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I just don't care enough about the Royals to really even care about this. I don't and, either, but <laughs> this is also the same guy who said you watch. And my wife's the same way. My wife finds it interesting. Yeah. She, you know, I came home the other day. Yeah, I don't, dude, she, I, why did I watch that? Because it was compelling. Yeah. And I don't know anything about it. I don't, I don't, literally, Angela watched The Crown. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and, Sarah uh, watched that too. Okay. Oh, whatever. I, and I, why do we care about the royals? Somebody pointed out the other day. You know, we we fought a revolution so that we never have to deal with these people again. What do we do? We still <laughs> worship them. You know. So, <laughs> I guess. I guess it's fun. It's fun. It's like a mini series in real life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Exactly. I just glad. I'm glad that my paycheck. I can't imagine if I knew my paycheck. There was a portion of my taxes mm-hmm. going towards helping the royals live their best life. Screw that. You know, that's, that's why we got rid of them. You know, make your own check, Harry and Megan. That's fine. Where do they live? California. California. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so anyways, let's, uh, let's, let's reshore this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go to national news, Daryl. <laughs> we'll come back here to the good old, Corn-fed U.S. of A. Yeah. And uh, what's this about an Uber car? Uber car. Yeah, we brought this up at the top of the show. Uber car. It's from CNN. Uber drivers uh, don't always need four wheels, Daryl. And they Mm. also don't need front-facing passenger seats. And they don't need top speeds over 50 miles an hour just to drive people or deliveries from one place to another in a city. So Uber is working with automakers to create a custom-built car for the Urban Ride Hail Network and Delivery Service. Uber CEO Dara Karashashi said, uh, custom-made electric vehicles on three wheels, for instance, would have a much smaller footprint in terms of environmental and also traffic flow than the typical passenger cars, Karashashi said. In an interview with the Wall Street Journal in the sidelines of, on the sidelines of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, the discussion is shown at a video posted at the journal's website. Uber said that it will offer fully electric rides in the United States and Europe by 2030, and it's already working on an electric commercial vehicle startup, Arrival, to create a car just for ride-hailing applications. Hmm. I think that a rickshaw-type car in town is probably fine, but I can't imagine a Pekin and Peoria taking an Uber Across town? <laughs> Across the Murray Baker Bridge. Yeah, probably not. Like, but like Manhattan. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know... Boston, downtown well, Boston. Well, and, and you and I have talked about this a lot on the show, that purpose-built cars, that uh, EVs especially, that cover a route, I think they're fine. You know, you yeah. ne- you're not getting in this rickshaw. I call it a rickshaw. That's disingenuous. That's probably almost racist. Um, but this three-wheeled cart thing, you're not taking it to drive across country. It's purpose-built. Yeah. Just like the yeah. Amazon delivery built uh, van from Rivian is purpose-built just to deliver packages all day. Do we need all the extra stuff? And I guess there's a point to be made where, you know, People as as uh, drivers for Uber probably buy a car for fuel economy, longevity. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of things they're looking for. So a Prius or a Nissan Sentra, yeah. you know, they're, they're at Honda Accord. There's probably all these cars that they always buy uh, because of the, these certain factors. So I mean, if Uber can find something that works for them, but I I really do wonder sometimes if the federal government will let them put cars like that on the road. You know, for safety. I mean, you got to go through all these procedures now to Crash find a car. Tests. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You think about some of the other the most populous cities in the world, and when you look at a busy, bustling downtown, yeah, it's not a fleet of Camrys or minivans or SUVs. Like it's it's smaller stuff like this, very yeah. low low profile. And yeah, I mean, there's the safety concerns and things like that. But in if you do it right, that's something we really don't talk about. We really don't talk about. Uh, what do they use? What, what was the term they used? Low profile or uh, smaller footprint? Yeah, footprint. Um, things like that. I could see something like a little three-wheeled vehicle maneuvering downtown Manhattan yeah. or downtown Chicago or L.A. It would be perfect for that. Well, and if you knew there was a place you could buy it, say you're an Uber driver and you know you're going to work 
you know downtown Chicago all the time. Mm-hmm. Downtown Chicago, as, as somebody who's done Uber before in the past myself. Oh, you did? Yeah, I drove Uber. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. No, my kids were in Civil Air Patrol on Tuesday nights. They were, I'd drop them off at 6 o'clock, and they would be done at like 9.15. So what I used to do is I'd go to the high V and just sit there at the bar for like two and a half, three hours. <laughs> that, like, was, that was stupid. That's not I, a good idea. No, or I'd go to Distill, and I actually got some pretty good writing when I'd sit there at Distill and just get a beer or two. Yeah. But I wasn't making any money on the writing. So I got an Uber license. I got the car. We had a Prius. And so I'd just do Uber run Bloomington Normal. And I just literally it was taking ISU students to Walmart oh, and yeah, taking yeah. and taking Indian families who just like had moved to town back to their apartment complexes in South, South uh, Bloomington. You know, it was, okay. it was I, I swear to God, man, it was like 75 percent of the time the routes were the same. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good it. money. Probably. Yeah. Uh, no, I. So it's a net gain because if I'm making fifty dollars a night versus paying thirty five dollars sitting in a high V drinking a beer. It's an eighty-five dollar gain, right? That's yeah. why. That's why I looked at it. That's a good. <laughs> that's some good math. Yeah. But the bottom line is, it was you took you took an opportunity to make a little money and you know just yeah. get out and do something. Yeah. But what if you had like, let's say you lived in you know a more populous area. Let's yeah. say you lived yeah. in South Florida. Yeah. So what I was getting to is, I'd look at the Chicago maps, and Chicago maps would show you like two time pay, three time pay. There'd be like red zones because you, as a driver, you see where you want to be. For like events or so, like if there's a, a just Chicago, game just in general, yeah. But you're right. But uh, but in Bloomington Normal, pricing. you're never going to have that three wheeled car because I'm driving too much. You know, at some point you're driving. Heck, one, I think one time I took somebody to Danvers. You know, that's a hike. Yeah, it was a hike, and I can't imagine taking one of those small vehicles. But if I'm if I know I'm working Manhattan, yeah, yeah, and I can buy a car that qualifies for Uber, and you know what, low footprint, but uh, it's EV. And what, what's your maintenance cost going to be on that thing? Probably nothing. No. You could probably drive that thing for probably thousands of hours. Look at those electric scooters. Yeah. The little electric rental scooter, scooters that are in all the cities. St. Louis, they're everywhere. Oh, yeah. They're littered all over Memphis, too. Yeah. I mean, but there's something to be said. People can abuse the heck out of them. And they yeah. still just, somebody yeah. find them, put it back in the charger, and they're good to go. Yep. So, yeah, I think an EV would be perfect in that sense. That'd be interesting to see if this actually pays, if this pans out. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so quiet EVs, we now turn to obnoxiously loud cars. Well, there's a traffic camera that might be listening for that. Oh, man. All the fun police. Thanks, big brother. (laughs) Uh, After the relative quiet of the pandemic, New York City has come roaring back. Just listen. There's jackhammers, honking cars, trucks, subway trains, sirens, you know, all the fun stuff about living in a city. Well, over the years, there have been numerous effects, uh, efforts to quiet the cacophony. Cacophony. I love that word. Such a great... Uh, one of the latest traffic cameras equipped with sound meters capable of identifying souped-up cars and motorbikes emitting an illegal amount of street noise. How dare they? Uh, at least 71 drivers have gotten tickets so far for violating noise wow. rules during a year-long pilot of this system. New York City's Department of Environmental Protection now has plans to expand the use of these roadside sound meters. Uh, they quote a city council member who's, you know, talking about how great this is. It's actually a state law known as the Stop Loud and Excessive Exhaust Pollution Act, or SLEEP Act. <laughs> because, you know, when I think of New York City, Eric... I the think city of, that never sleeps? Oh, wait a minute. Sorry, it sleeps. <laughs> it does. Apparently it sleeps. Well, it went into effect last spring. It raised fines for illegal mods of mufflers and exhaust systems. And I've seen that. Um, New York apparently has one of the most excessive ordinances in the country. You can actually... 
um, um, set noise p- uh, levels for things like jackhammers, cars, bucks, buses, trucks, stuff like that. I've seen these more I- enforced in California, uh, but I think that's more from like an emission standpoint. Like yeah. You have a loud exhaust. Clearly, you're not running a stock exhaust, which means you probably have yeah. messed with the emissions. Exactly. It's tampered. This is a little bit different. This is strictly like noise pollution. This is crazy because I, I, coming, you live in Peoria, mm-hmm. and they don't even have video cameras in Peoria. They have the shot spotter like microphones. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. do like echolocation, stuff like that. I mean, I guess privacy laws must be different everywhere. If if you're going to identify the car by the noise, that means you're using cameras in tangent with it. So it has to pick up on the noise, identify the car as it drives down the road. It, it, you know. Right. So the 78 drivers were videotaped and recorded. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, how much other data are they recording? I mean, dude, it just, it just doesn't stop. All kinds. I bet you somebody said, too, in London, uh, what was it like? That's like the most surveillance city in the world, right? Yeah, they said every intersection in that city, like... It's like 97% uh, is camera. You're on camera yeah. in every intersection. And I'm like, well, that's kind of scary. But at the same time, um, lots of violent crimes, things like that, they've been – the numbers drop because people are on camera everywhere. Yeah, well, this is a little bit different, though. This is not just like send a ticket in the mail because you have an expired license. It's um, now we think your car is slightly too loud or whatever. Population of London, off the top of your head. Off the top of my head? Yep. Uh, four million. Eight point nine million people. That's a lot. I, so th- I mean, that comes to the point where it's like, uh, if we need to manage and police eight point nine million people, mm. do we need to cover it with people, or do we just use technology? And then at what point do we allow? You know, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's That's a, a lot of people, dude. There's a lot of well, there's a lot of discussion too about privacy and this and that. But I've also seen a lot of um, let's just say discretion. Yeah. When it comes to what's loud, I've heard some factory Dodge Chargers and Challengers running around. Dude, it's funny. After we after we did our last show, the Grinding of the Gear show, then yeah. somebody was, like, mocking somebody in Peoria for making too much noise with their Challenger. I'm like, did we just do a show about this, Daryl? We were yeah. just talking about that. Yeah. But I've heard stock cars, and I don't want to point them out. I mean, even some newer Mercedes AMGs I've heard rip rip up and down. And those like, sound good. That's a lot. They do. They do. <laughs> but what sounds good to you and me, you know. Mm. Uh, John and Susie Homemaker might yes. might want to call the authorities because yeah. somebody's clearly running some illegal exhaust. Uh, and motorcycles, too. Motorcycles, by definition, most of those have some sort of, you know, loud set of pipes on yeah. them. And I, and I get that. But are you going to really start having decibel levels? I mean, it's like it's the same thing when I see driving through small towns, no Jake brake allowed. Dude, North okay. Pekin, though, the air brakes that go off in front of the dealership all the time, it's ridiculous. Is it really? Oh, it's stupid. Yeah. This guy's, like, slowing down for the lights? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, seriously? <laughs> it's every day. Let's do the 30-point inspection here, Mrs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess some of that, too. In a big city, that, yeah. might, get, that might get irritating. Yeah. It's North Peak, and nobody cares in North Peak, but, you know, yeah, anyway. I guess, I guess. All right, so, folks, we made a, a command decision that we, we were like, oh, let's just blow off a couple of these news articles. But then I said, Daryl, our yeah. fans deserve as long a show as possible since I've denied them, you know, for another week. We could have mm-hmm. done a show last week, but uh, I was sitting on the couch walking, w- watching Walking Dead. So, you know. <laughs> Contemplating ordering a deep dish pizza. <laughs> just laying in it. <laughs> <laughs> like a blanket. Exactly. Oh. That'd be so awesome. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah, I think I might do that tomorrow. Anyway, uh, here's another <laughs> news article. We're just going to keep coming. This is from CNN. 
Most new car buyers are now paying less than sticker price. This is good news, right? A year ago, record tight inventories meant 80% of buyers were paying more for the manufacturer than the manufacturer suggested retail price. Uh, according to data from Edmonds, for decades, car buyers have been able to negotiate the price. Today, only 36% of buyers are paying above sticker after paying an average of 700 above MSRP in the spring. Buyers paid an average of 300 less than sticker in December. That's good news. Yeah. I, and I've noticed we've had actually have cars sitting on the lot now, which is nice. It used to be the cars that were sitting on the lot were like the undesirables or the high, you know, poor fuel economy. Sure, sure. And now we're actually in cars on the lot that people want. So, you know. It, so there's a benefit to both the buyers, buyers and the sellers. Yeah. And I think interest rates being high is probably also affecting that. You know, there's probably less, less activity. I mean, when it's 0% APR, I mean, why... I don't want to say why wouldn't you buy a car, but if you know rates are going up, I think there was a flurry to, for people to try and get in there before the rates went up. So, sure. Well, it'd be interesting to see if, if higher rates stick around for very long, how inventories pile up. Yeah, and I think like with the housing market, too, they're, they're starting to see some interest rates level out, if not start to yeah. you know, signal that they're going to start declining. So, yeah, it's good. It means that there's inventory on lots, but also it means consumers aren't paying you know, an exorbitant market. I mean, we talked before, too. Yeah. I mean, there's some, some areas of the country and, and some instances where markups were were kind of commonplace or in some instances made sense because it prevented folks from basically going to a local dealer and, hey, I got nothing. Like, you know. Uh, yeah, we just would have got pillaged here in central Illinois. Absolutely. You know, we, we sold it when the first new Sienna came out, and I think it was during COVID. Uh, I think the very first one we sold was to someone in California. They paid way over sticker. They paid for transportation cost. They wanted that van so bad. But ultimately, you don't want to be an outlet for everybody else to take your inventory, and then you just you have no customers. Right. And nobody's trading right now. So it's not like the guy from, who bought it from California is giving us anything in return. So yeah. it's a one-shot deal. We're going to sell you the car today. We're going to make money on it. You gave us nothing to work with on a trade-in. Oh, by the way, you're never coming back for service. Nothing. And yeah, you're, yeah and you're not going to trade this car in the future because you're a loyal customer. It's a one transaction and done. So you know what? Make you pay for a lifetime of ownership with right. our store. Right. <laughs> and you know what? They paid it. And yeah, if yeah, they didn't, yeah. somebody else would. Exactly. Um, let me ask you this: Are rebates starting to reappear? Uh, I have not seen them myself, but I saw a commercial today for like Dodge Rams and yeah, talking about Silverados. I think yeah. I saw. Yeah. It's a pretty coming. decent rebate. So. You can't ask that much money for a vehicle and then have interest rates 7 or 8%, uh, you know, mm. and not have a rebate. It's either going to be 0% APR or a rebate, right? That seems right. Yeah. I'm not buying anything ever again. I'm just going <laughs> to You got you still got a damn, damn fine Tundra, so you'll be all right. I do. I do. Now, did you hear this story about Wyoming? No. I don't hear much about Wyoming. Oh man, this is crazy. So I don't uh, this uh, kicked up here a couple weeks ago. Wyoming, this is from Automotive News, by the way. Wyoming pushes EV sales to phase out, but Senator behind legislation shrugs it as as it prospects. I don't know what that means. That headline is terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wyoming Senator Jim Anderson sponsored a bill last week that, if enacted, would phase out new electric vehicle sales in the state by 2035. However, Anderson told Automotive News on Wednesday he doesn't intend for it to pass, and he doesn't begrudge anybody for buying an EV. The bill comes as a number of other states are moving to the opposite direction, eyeing the end of gasoline-powered vehicle sales in favor of electrics and plug-in hybrids. They literally are just being obstructionist, you know, what, what do you want to call that? Just because? Yeah. Look what we'll do. I, I just, if if I am somebody who voted for this guy, <laughs> or I live in Wyoming, unless I'm completely 
obtuse to technology. I, I just have to be like, dude, you're why would you waste time with this type of stuff? I'm, I'm grandstanding. I'm making a point. Yeah, yeah. Making right. a well, point. we talked about him, so I guess he got his attention, right? Maybe. But th- most of this was a publicity stunt just so he can say, like, what? I didn't think it would pass anyway. He's just, just throwing some red meat to people like, yeah, yeah, fossil fuels rule. Well, or maybe, I mean, I don't know what Wyoming's uh, uptick in, in people's movement. I mean, Illinois loses people over here. Maybe Wyoming's, like, getting all the people who hate technology. Maybe they're all moving there. You know, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. Just define one or two states. They'd be like, if you want to live in the 1800s, yeah. move here. You know what? I, you know, I watch a lot of Walking Dead now, so I could see, like, Wyoming could be like... <laughs> <laughs> Like George Carlin said, put a fence around it and call it a square state and yeah. move everybody there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so here, I, I follow up. Uh, it's, it's uh, what's his name? Anderson. The Jim Anderson from Wyoming? Jim Anderson. State Senator Jim Anderson uh, told Jalopnik, quote, if we pass it or don't pass it, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, it was all a big stunt to drum up outrage. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't understand, again. Time-wasting? It's of all yes. time. Time yes. is precious, Jim. <laughs> if you have all of the time, and not only that, the the people's time and the people's money. Yeah. This is what you're spending on. Yeah. You're drafting this type of legislation. Cool. Uh, that means all the other problems in Wyoming are solved. <laughs> Apparently so. They got nothing going on there. Nothing else going on. Anyways, it's winter in Wyoming. I don't imagine there's a whole lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. There's something to be said for that. Yeah. I had a long, lengthy article about an autopilot fail in. Uh, in San Francisco, and this article is a couple weeks old, but I, I don't really want to read the whole thing. So it was Washington, D.C., I guess, anyway. No, not good. Yeah, so we'll pass right past that one. Uh, but this was cutting-edge local news from WMBD on CI Proud. Is it legal oh. to ride in the back of a pickup truck in, in Illinois? Questions that we get the hard-hitting answers yes, to. Yes, absolutely. This is from Nextar Media here in Illinois. If you grew up in Illinois with someone who owned a pickup truck, chances are you rode in the bed of the pickup truck once or twice. There's a lot of reasons one might ride in the back of a truck, especially since it could feel liberating to do so. True. But is it illegal? Although there aren't any specific laws banning passengers from riding in the cargo area, Illinois law requires everyone in the vehicle wears a seatbelt. Additionally, children under the age of 16 must be secured by a seatbelt or a child safety seat under the Child Passenger Safety Act. There's no snap binocular for that one, is there? No. Uh, it's also legal to ride in a tow vehicle on a public highway, such as a trailer, semi-trailer, or a wagon. In other words, you cannot legally ride in the back of a pickup truck in Illinois, and there is no seat because there's no seatbelts to secure anyone from riding in it. Other states also have restrictions of who can ride in the bed or the trailer. For example, drivers in Texas. Transporting anyone younger than 18 in the bed of a truck or a trailer can face a fine of between $25 and $200. Regardless of the age, or traveling in, uh, with a seatbelt. Whoa. Regardless of age, the risk of traveling without a seatbelt still exists, and drivers should be aware of how dangerous traveling with drivers in the back of a truck or trailer can be. I have not ridden in the back of a truck since I was probably a little kid, and I remember resting my back on the tailgate. Mm-hmm. Just being scared shitless. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pardon my French on that. That's, that it was just gonna. I was gonna fly out the back of the thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember a couple times we were canoeing here, and that was probably in the, the late '90s, early 2000s. I sat in the back of my little Tacoma, and we had canoes back there. Mm-hmm. So we would buzz down to the Mackinac River. No, see, obviously you just didn't but, think about but it. But we're doing 25, 35 miles an hour. I guess it could still kill you. Oh yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it totally would go. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you're you're being pretty cautious at that point. I'm driving a Toyota truck for God's sakes. I mean, that thing's not going to malfunction. Nothing right? will happen. Yeah. No, but it, when you were growing up, and you grew up 
kind of rural-ish, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. That wasn't a big deal, right? If you saw some kids at you know high school or yeah. whatever riding around the back of a truck, did you think anything of it? Uh, no, but I do. So now, like, if I'm in Memphis and I see like uh, like immigrant workers in the back of a truck, like going from a job site, mm-hmm. I look at them like that's probably legal. But I don't, I don't think anything of them. It's like everybody knows that's wrong. You used to see it on the you know expressways and stuff like that. You'd Seriously, see guys, in Chicago? Yeah. And it would be that mostly, I would I would say, and this is an assumption, probably like, you know, just laborers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'd be sitting uh, usually against the back of the cab um, to kind of block the wind. Mm-hmm. But they, they're, I mean, it wasn't unheard of or a, a new concept. Um, but I, I definitely feel like that's less and less these days because people have been pulled over for it. Um, but I still see people in, in small towns and stuff like that. They'll hop in a truck and go, you know. Go to the Casey's or whatever. I, I, it doesn't seem, I don't know. I, I'll bet you my son, if I were to ask him in Mackinac how often he sees it, I'll bet it, it happens a lot out here. Yeah. And I'm just not aware of it. In town stuff. I mean, nobody's. Oh, I'll bet on the country roads. Probably yeah. hanging out and just riding in the back, stuff like that. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I will say it's like a convertible, but like you, there's a chance of death. Well, so how many like... regular cab trucks are there anymore, though? I mean, almost everything's an extra cab or a quad cab. So, I mean, the, the excuses for sitting in the bed are They are there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's another good point. The evolution of the truck itself yes, into a car. <laughs> so we were talking about this, I think, via text with some friends the other day, and and I pulled up an old picture, an old ad from the Subaru Brat. And I was just going to bring that up because I would love to see you and that jump that jump seats. So but funny. butt width has got to be like thirteen inches. Oh yeah, tiny. Yeah, tiny little. Thing. And it had two little handles, like yeah. one each side. Yeah, so you could go jump the dunes and like <laughs> and die. Have your passengers in the back. <laughs> I had a friend in high school. He had one of those, and I thought, "Oh, that's kind of cool." And, yeah. and nobody got in those jump seats. Nobody did yeah. for that reason. They were tiny and ske- sketchy, and plus, well, and general, they're probably generally dirty. Yeah, and cr- the vinyl was probably cracked and holding water. So if you sat on the thing, you're probably getting a wet butt, right? Or tetanus, or both. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Google Subaru Brat, and uh, for the for our younger audience yeah. members, uh, check the that old out. Brat, not the new Brat from the 2000s. Yeah, you could actually buy one of those things. And ride around the, in the bed, and that was fine. And I yeah. think they did have seatbelts, but um, probably wouldn't do you much good. And I think you're, if you sat in one of those two, I think your head would be above the cab. That's, so why, that's why they had the roll bar with the KC lights. It would, uh, protect, it would protect your scalp when you were sliding on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Safety third. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Is that time, Daryl? I think it is time. Sometimes. I don't know if you're aware. If you do this, dear listener, but uh, sometimes... We shop for cars online, and we just kind of, like, browse around. I mean, I, well, where was I at this week? I was at uh, Facebook Marketplace. But sometimes I'm going to bring a trailer. Sometimes I'm an Autobella. Oh, it's so sexy, an Autobella, the cars you'll find there. Good stuff. Oh, please. And cars from Japan, there's always great stuff there. Why can't there be, like, a carsfromgermany.com? I'm not sure. Maybe there is. Start it. Buy the domain. Haven't found it yet. I'll chip in. But what I do, and Daryl does this, too, I'll I'll send Daryl a link to it. Hey, look at this Marketplace ad. This is only $3,000 for this Triumph over here in in Dunlap. And Daryl will say, that car's been for sale for for two years. You don't want that car. (laughs) But that's what we do. And then if I get really serious, Daryl, I show it to my wife. And then she poo-poos the heck out of that thing. You're not getting that car. You still got three cars you got to sell. I didn't sound very feminine when I did that. Did I? But that, that is what she says to me. Does she take up smoking? Is that Yeah. <laughs> like throw mama from the train. That's exactly where I was going. <laughs> throw mama from the train. My, wi- my, oh, my wife is Danny DeVito's mother. Yes. I hope not. God. 
forbid. What was that actress's name, by the way? Kathleen that? Freeman. Yes. No, no. Wait a minute. I'll Google it. Okay. Go ahead. Continue. Right. Yeah, she was also in uh, Scrooge. So I'm trying to remember what else she was in. Um, um, anyway. Goonies. Google it. Google it. Go- oh, she was in Goonies, wasn't she? She was Mama Fratelli in the Goonies. All right. So this is Cars of the Week. W-E-A-K. It's where Daryl and I find cars that we would buy if we had all the money in the world or just $2,000. I'm anxious to see what Daryl Scott has chosen this week, but uh, Daryl, you got a doozy here. I did get a doozy, and I I went out shopping for this sucker. I used, oh, was it an RV website? I'm trying to remember. RVTrader.com. There you go. Thank That's you. What you RV, were browsing. Yes, that was a listing. It's a Winnebago Solus 59P. It is a Class B motorhome, which means it's kind of like a minivan. It's more like a like a Sprinter, a Sprinter van, okay, but okay. It, but it's not fully loaded up with like a a big fiberglass shell or anything like that. They've stuffed everything for this camper inside the van. It's got a, a few extra things sticking around the outside, but when you drive this, it's like driving a regular vehicle. It's a 2023 Winnebago Solus. It's uh, got a pop-top roof on it. It has no slides. It's got the V6 engine. It's on a 2022 Ram Promaster chassis. Mm, okay. It's got solar panels. It's got uh, cruise control. It's got rear-view camera monitor, USB ports. It's also got... Uh, slide swivel reclining cab seats it's got air mattress it's got all the goodies in it because honestly daryl where my mind has been lately is if i had needed an escape vehicle this sucker for ninety nine thousand dollars could probably get me all the way to alaska where i'll just jump into the bering sea and and never be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> and swim with the fishes now the one flies. of my main criteria when i was doing a little search on and, and don't even you know my daughter has said uh she wanted to go to craters of the moon park in like idaho and uh and then she went to an alaska cruise i'm like all right well what what can we drive to get us all the way to seattle before we took the cruise to alaska i thought this would be perfect i, I searched five person or six person sleeping capacity and this this came up so i'm actually i'm toggling through the, the photos here yeah and it's not like the super big long wheelbase no it's, it's very pretty... very drivable that's yeah. why i liked it yeah the pop, the roof on the top pops up, so that's where you get the extra seating. A lot of times, when you see these vans, you have to put down a bed in the ver- the third row area. Well, I would call it third row, but it's all open, open chassis. Yeah, yeah. But so you put up that that futon thing in the back, and then two people can sleep back there. But if you have the roof pop up, then you got the little side place where somebody can sleep. This really, it really sleeps five. You know what I like about this is there's all kinds of like in the back. There's all these little nooks and crannies and yes. extra storage and stuff. Yes. It seems very well thought out. Uh, and it's a Winnebago, so you know it's good. Yeah, right. So and I think what ninety nine k ninety nine k, and you know maybe haggle them a little bit because I think the market's kind of down on these things. And then, you know what, drive it for a year, and then sell it. Not a bad gig. Mm-hmm. Um, so when are you picking it up? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, I I wish I had plans to use it. That's a problem. So I will throw this out here because I know a lot of people that work at Dodge are listening. Um, or I'm sorry. Stellantis, Stellantis, uh, or Fiat Chrysler, or whatever it is. Uh, the the Ram Promaster, that is the ugliest front end that they have. You know what? But I think Ford their their Transit vans have a terrible front end like that too, don't they? It must be. Is it because like it's, it's got to be aerodynamics? And yeah. uh, you know we we talk about this with the new Tacomas and some of the new trucks. They got this lower lip bolster that comes out. Mm-hmm. There's a passenger or no a uh, pedestrian safety rating now that all vehicles have to have. So that lower fascia probably kick, sweeps the, sweeps the leg, Danny, <laughs> like uh, <a> Karate Kid, <laughs> exactly. Because so so that's probably why it's des- designed that way. Something else I saw it might have been a Transit, 
I'm like, wow, that front bumper looks terrible. I think they design pieces mm-hmm. so they're easily replaced. Because you think of those things in a city or you make it. Oh, you don't have to like change out that whole front end, right? Yeah. yeah. So the thing taps, you know, a fire hydrant <laughs> while it's making a delivery outside of Kinko's. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just replace the one part of the bumper. Is Kinko's so. even still a thing. It, it's it a FedEx is. store, and then they like didn't the FedEx store like absorb them and ruin their name? I think they did, but I'll tell you what. The last time I was in there, I bought like. Mail supplies? What did I buy? Oh, mail Stickers. supplies. Those Avery labels. <laughs> oh, okay. Some stupid special Avery label for our newsletters for our car club. Uh, and I was in there, and there was just a line of people. And all they were doing was waiting to print something off of a USB disk. Oh, that's always the best. And but, like, that, but, but they don't like you emailing the files. Because I do this every once in a while on Staples. Yeah. And they want you to bring it in. Staples still exists? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. More so than Kinko's. Give me a break. I do. I Are think you criticizing me? I think they're one and the same. <laughs> I think they're one and the same. But go ahead. No, it's your story. You no, no, it. it's fine. <laughs> Old people with Kinko's, they don't. Or I staples. got a USB drive. Now I need you to print this letter off of here. How how horrible would that job be? Because you know, as soon as they crack open that yeah. Word document from like you know, you have to convert it from Word O three. Yeah. Or 2008. Exactly. <laughs> and then once it finally loads. It didn't format right. You know what? Uh, can you, while you were in there, can you change the font a little bit and resize this picture? Yeah. yeah. And no. I, spell, I spelled my son-in-law's name wrong. Can you go in there and correct that for me? I would charge so much. Yeah. I would charge so much. And during so COVID, when, you know, we, when I would even take keys to the dealership without putting them in a plastic bag, imagine somebody coming up with a putrid... Yeah. Thumb drive. USB drive that's just covered with finger oils. Yeah. It's attached to their key ring. Yeah. And it's got like, I don't know. Angry birds. <laughs> it's so gross. Some kid's been chewing on it. It's Ugh. my son's class project. You know what? Um, All right, I'm done. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It paints a mental picture, <laughs> yeah. so I appreciate that. Well, Eric, that's a great choice, and I hope you find the Bering Sea uh, enjoyable <laughs> when you do your polar plunge next year in your Solis or whatever. Um, I went old school this time. Uh, I don't remember the last few what? choices. What? Old school you? I know. I, I think I picked some weird, goofy stuff lately. But this one, actually, I was on the Volo Auto Museum and Sales website in beautiful Volo, Illinois. Ah. Uh, home of the Volo Bog. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's a bog. Is, is um, there, like, dinosaurs? Like, in, you know, that... There probably is like a person who fell in there. <laughs> but <laughs> I got to look up the Volo blog. Go ahead. Go ahead. They, they just, uh, they usually take you on, uh grade school field trips there and they give you a, a, a thing like a vial you scoop it up and then you look at stuff in the microscope oh this is pretty neat it's actually pretty cool yeah. yeah i grew up near there anyways so this uh museum has been there for a long time they're very famous for like having a movie car collection so like ecto-1 and mm. the batmobile and all that fun stuff but they also sell cars too and this is what caught my eye this week it's a 1966 dodge coronet 500 convertible it's kind of a really really Bright, eye-catching red with white vinyl interior and some Uniroyal Tiger Paw white uh, red no, lines. Red lines. Red lines on there, which was kind of in vogue for just a few years in the 60s. And from the listing, it says, Outstanding body, which could not be said about Eric or myself. <laughs> Laser beam straight. The gaps are precise. Also, again, that could be... <laughs> <laughs> no rust or damage. Don't pull me into your your self de- deprecation. <laughs> My nightmare. The bright red paint is polished like glass. Bright white top. Shop replaced the top uh, master cylinder and uh, bled the system. They did all this work. It's basically a, a three eighty three big block car, and it's a torque flight uh, automatic. So four barrel. Um, all the work's been done to it. It is a beautiful show car, and they are asking fifty four thousand. $998 wow. for some drop-top fun in the sun with a big block Dodge. 
Um, I think that's a pretty good pretty good deal. Is it? Yeah, for that car. I mean, if it was a Hemi, it'd be six figures. But um, I don't need a Hemi. You know, a 383 would do anything I'd want, and it's classic. It's got got a classic mid-60s uh, Mopar I th- vibe. I don't know. I think the if I were to look at that car from the profile, I think it's sexy. But those four big dish headlights mm-hmm. mounted in that big rectangular yeah. Grill? I don't I don't know. I mean, it's just... Doesn't do much for you? No. There's, and there's a lot of chrome in that big bumper, too, in the front. There is. It's not... It definitely doesn't have the lines of, say, like a Charger or no. uh, um, some of the later stuff. But this is also... In I'm that, thinking like an old Ford Falcon or something like that. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just I, Those cars, I, not, they seem dainty by the standards of looking at the front end of that thing. Well, and this actually, if you stood this next to like a, you know... Uh, a Ford, or, uh, another contemporary, even a 66 Impala, I think this would be a smaller car. Really? Yeah, it, it, but it looks beefier. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I think it's got big block springs on it. The front sits a little high mm-hmm. uh, for, for what I, I would want to lower it a little bit. But the nice thing, I believe these are torsion bar front suspensions, so you can actually crank them up. Nice. Or, or lower it. Lower it. So forget what I said about springs earlier. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think with a little bit of tweaks, this thing would be be a fun cruiser. Uh, but definitely doesn't have the cool lines like the later ones do. I so. think we could do a buddy cop movie with this car. Could we? Yeah, I think this is like a Nick Nolte, Eddie Murphy type <laughs> car. You know, I think if you and I were like good cop, bad cop or something uh-huh. like that, yeah, we could like do a whole TV show around it and write the whole thing off. I think that'd be fun. So it's like 48 hours, but we'd be like 72 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because we have to stop and get a cheeseburger. We'd have to get a <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking for Reggie Hammond. That's uh, still a great I watched one. So you were talking about watching um, uh, Walking Dead Walking Dead, and binging on that. Nick Nolte came to mind. (laughs) Well, yeah. um, I love Nick Nolte, uh, except Prince of Tides. Um, Is that a Streisand thing or is that a uh, Nolte thing? That's that's the movie that made him like a sex symbol at age like 55. Really? He was voted like, like... sexiest man of the year after that movie and he's like i don't know why women find me sexy i thought it was because he talked like the lead singer of uh, mighty mighty boss tones okay <laughs> that's the impression that i get uh no but 48 hours and 48 hours another 48 hours that's yes great sequel name yeah uh those came on and it was like rapid fire one after the other and like i was on the couch for six hours that day because it was with commercials yeah. too yeah. Yeah, yeah i watched them all i'm like dang this is still funny yeah but yeah nick nolte drives like a 60 Four Cadillac. It's the beat-up convertible. And then uh, Eddie Murphy's character, Reggie. Oh, is he driving a Porsche? He's got a Porsche 356. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I think, is it the second one? I think it's the second one where he gets out of jail again. And he goes to like, oh, you saved my car. And his car is sitting on like a street with a, with a California car cover on it. Yeah. And he like goes to turn the alarm off and it blows up. Oh. So the whole thing is he finally gets out. He gets, yeah, everything's back normal. And he yeah, and his screwed. car blows up. Uh, Man, so yeah, so Eddie Murphy had that car, and then in Highlander, uh, I remember Christopher Lambert had mm. had a Porsche, a uh, little little uh, one like that. Yeah, and then um, uh, Top no, Gun, I, Kelly McGillis in Top Gun drives a three fifty six. Okay, and Sorry Mary Knacks Murder is uh, is Charlie driving a Carmagia or is he driving a Porsche? I have to watch it again. Okay. I haven't seen. I that. I think he might be driving a Carmagia. Could be. Yeah, yeah very similar. Yes, very similar yeah. lines. Air cooled. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. You ever, you ever see what a 356 goes for now? Oh, stupid. Crazy. Yeah, and I think that's one of those cars that, like, like say like you or say I was in my mid-20s, early 30s, before I had kids. Mm-hmm. I probably could have gotten one of those. At the time, I would have spent all the money that I would have spent probably on, like, a 
the Celica convertible, twenty five, thirty right. grand for a classic car, but the <laughs> the market is just gone bonkers on those things, right? Now you would you know, walk out with one hundred and fifty cash. Yeah, you know. Right. Right, well, see you later. My four hundred one k. It's been a stronger investment. Maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. All right. I think with that, I don't know how long this episode's gone. I mean, I hazard. Daryl and I cleared the memory card in anticipation this show might go over two hours. Yeah, it's been a hot, hot, moment, hot minute. Uh, by the way, the answer to your question earlier about who played Mama Fratelli yes, in yes. the Goonies, Anne Ramsey. Anne Ramsey. That's her name. And then could you look up her IMDb, see what other great roles she's had? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Anne Ramsey. Uh, 1929 to 1988, uh, she was in such great films as Throw Mama from the Train, yep. uh, Scrooged, she was in Any Which Way You Can. Oh, the Clint Eastwood movie with the monkey. I have that on DVD. We should screen it. I don't remember seeing her. Either. Oh, I don't remember either. Uh, there was another movie with Jim Belushi and Whoopi Goldberg where they drove around in a Lincoln Continental, a suicide door Lincoln Continental called Homer and Eddie. Oh, wow. That's, and, that's not the buddy cop movie I want to do with you, Daryl. Sorry. No, it's not. <laughs> and uh, the other great, great hit from 1988 called Dr. Hackenstein. Wow. Do you remember that? Uh, no, you pulled up some great ones there. But, uh, I'll never... I think she uh, asked somebody for a kiss. Who, uh, Billy Crystal had to like, give her a kiss or something. And her yeah. Or it was like showing... It was, yeah, like, and throw Mama from the screen. Give me a kiss. That, was, yeah. that movie is warped. Yes, it is. Anyway. It's totally warped. I don't think you can watch any of the streamers. And actually, if you're a youngster and you're looking for a great movie to watch, do not watch anything we just recommended there. <laughs> so, except the menu. I think maybe we talked about it in the pre-show. Yeah. All right. So with that, you've reached the end of another Throne Rush episode. I hope to be back in February to drop another show somewhere in the mid-month. Uh, make sure you sign up to be a Patreon subscriber so you get one of these totally sweet air fresheners. Mm, I can smell it from over here. Yeah, and if you, if you really kiss our butt and give us a review, you'll get a sticker. That's right. Yeah. So for <laughs> Throne Rush's podcast, this is Eric Stahl. I'm Daryl Scott. We'll see you next time. Boop, boop, boop. That beer was kind of acidic. So it totally shut me down. <laughs> Probably better. I think I got heart Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get that. Oh, yeah, I got. I, I stopped drinking beer.